Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the San Antonio podcast. And now a word from our sponsor, plus the topic at hand. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, take two. Round two, fight. Oh, wait, that was last week. Um, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the JNJ podcast from San Antonio. Oh, but this time we have... Richard, once again. Hey, Richard, how's it how going, man? How's it going? How's it going? Doing good, doing good. So, alrighty. So, as everybody who is a fan of the show, who has listened, that me and Josh did uh, an episode back in November called uh, Jose and Josh Face the Music. And I got to say, that episode did very well. You know, for me, you know, for me and Josh and everything, our second, our second highest. So, right now, we are gonna have Richard. You have your list as well, and I have mine. So we're gonna do another face the music episode. How part two? Part two. Yes, part part two. So this is gonna be a little bit different than. What Cinemassacre had and what we, uh, what me and Josh had. This is going to be completely different. How different? Well, I'm glad you asked. So, Richard's list consists of his bands and his songs. And later he'll explain his. But right now, my list concludes of a notorious record label that many people may know or you know for people that just don't you know pay attention to record labels or whatever um this is the infamous one called roadrunner records and for those of you who may not know is that it's uh consisted of slipknot now corn is on there uh, you know, there, uh, Fear Factory as well, Typo Negative, Machine Head. Uh, but then there's like the most controversial bands like DSI, Brujeria, you know, Annihilator, Malevolent Creation. Like uh, that record label has gotten a lot of flack for the past couple of decades because of those controversial bands I just mentioned. Also King Diamond as well and Merciful Fate. And really, this is my list for... Uh, the music that I grew up with, and and ironically, these are all Roadrunner records. Like I said, it did. Like if you're a person that pays attention to record labels, you may know about it. But if you're like somebody like, oh well, it's just music. It's just music. Whatever. Uh, you can't ignore the red label on the side or on the back. I mean, shoot, they even had like a compilation of Roadrunner United back in 2005. Which I do have, by the way. And the heart of Roadrunner Records with, uh, you know, all the bands. Of course, of course. So, I'm just going to get through my list right now. So, Richard, you ready? Ready. Alrighty, feel free to jump in if one stands out for you. So, number five. Stone Sour. So, when I first heard about Stone Sour was of course back in 2003 and the reason why is because I found out that Corey Taylor from Slipknot is actually Stone Sour and 
I was kind of shocked about that. <laughs> so, my top four songs from Stone Sour are Exhale. It's a good one. Take a Number. These two are from the Stone Sour debut album from 2002. Uh, oh, here's one. Through the Glass. Through the Glass. Of course, and my number one favorite song from Stone Sour is... Bother. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen the music video, it's a very obvious reason why. <laughs> 20, 20 years, yes. And when I saw the video, I was like, dude, I didn't even know that was Corey Taylor when I first saw him. I'm like, dude, is that the dude from Slipknot? Like, dude, it sounds so deep. You know, and plus the Spider Man ring. And I'm like, dude. And like, from the Spider Man soundtrack. The, as well. Yes, from the Spider Man soundtrack. And it's also featured on the Stone Sour album of the same name, uh, Stone Sour. So that was my number five. My number four is Typo Negative. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, of course, my counting down is Christian Woman. Oh, I, it's, this yeah. one is hard because there's a lot of... Uh, this one, it really does. It, I sh you know what? I'm just gonna go with the uh, blood and fire. Yes. Blood and fire. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um. Black number one. Uh, what is it? Black number one. Little Miss yeah. Scare All. Yeah. And you know, and yes, and you know, for a fun, a uh, fun fact. I am really into you know rock you know rockabilly girls, love you know love the Betty Page girls. I think this is a perfect song. You know, you know I mean that I mean that's my t you know those are my type. Like if anybody says oh do you have a type I'm like yeah I have a type of girls. I like the rockabilly girls. The uh, you know the ones that try to imitate you know Betty Page. You know uh, the hairstyle everything. You know those are my type of girls. And I think with this song Black Number One I think it fits perfect. And my number one favorite typo negative song is, see, and I had this as my number three, but I switched it, is Love You to Death. Ah. Yes. I believe that was in the very Chucky soundtrack. Correct. Yes. Yes. And I also, I also liked uh, Summer Breeze from La Noire de la Summer soundtrack. Oh, yes. The, from the opening intro. Oh my god, yes. Yes, and this song, I mean, I uh, and note that these songs are like about 7 to 10 minutes long. Uh, with Love You to Death is, uh, to me, it, it hits me hard when Peter Steele sings, you know, when he says, am I good enough for you? And it, you know, it, who hasn't heard that song? And just kind of like sympathize, like you know what? Yeah, am I good enough? You know, I mean, it, it it to me it just really hits me hard, like that. You know, knowing that hey, I mean, we've all gone through pain like that, and shoot, it really does. It does, you know, hit the heartstrings on that. Yeah. The pain, the suffering. Yeah. 
it does so you can really feel and that's my number one song just you know him wailing you know you know am i good enough i mean it's it's really it's really haunting it really is and moving on and here's something that's gonna hit everyone hard like i just mentioned brujeria brujeria like it has the members of fear factory napalm death and and another one of my favorite faith no more so even though this is like you know one of those you know uh get together bands but really i really liked about uh brujeria was just you know that the this is a band you know the singer juan brujo you know straight you know you know mexicano y todo you know this is like you know spanish metal you know this is like mexican metal uh i like it a lot and this one it's it's really you know like i said when i first heard them i'm like dude they're like doing it all in spanish and i know all those words so here are my songs that i liked is um anti castro uh it's there's a part of the in that song that you know when uh raymond herrera from uh fear factory the drummer from fear factory he does like this machine gun sounding uh riff like towards the end of the song it's 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 really something when i you know i when i first heard it i'm like oh dude, let me go back let me go back and yeah you can hear that like that and i'm like dude it's that hits hard it really does another one that uh me and a buddy of mine like is uh cola cedrata it's another one it's uh from the uh oh, i'm sorry the anti castro one is from the uh brujerismo album and the uh cola cedrata is from the cruzando los fronteras also another one is uh <laughs> for everybody that's speaking spanish Another song from Brujeria that I liked is Hechando Chingazos. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh yeah. It's a good song. I like that song. It's <laughs> it's a great one. I I love it. And but and my number one favorite song from Brujeria is Matando Güeros. Now, that one I heard both the original and the 1997 one. And I got to say that this one is pretty brutal as a certain somebody might say. Uh the album but just the album alone it's just very infamous because it has a image of somebody holding a decapitated severed head. Now no now nobody knows if it's real or if it's photoshop. But keep in mind, this is 1993 here, so that's crazy. <laughs> it is, so nobody knows if that's for reals, or it's you know, or if it's just uh, you know, somebody drew it. It's it's really, and that's the name of the album, Matando Huelos, and it's it's really yeah. I mean, I've listened to that album, and it's one of my favorite albums. That one and uh, all all three of the Roadrunner Brujeria albums I like. But Matando Güeros is kind of, you know, it's very, you know, yeah. It's very brutal. It is it's a good one. So it's Matando Güeros and um 
For those of you who don't speak Spanish, yeah, please don't look it up and please don't call me racist. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> it's just the song, people. I mean, they're not serious because some of the members of Faith No More and Napalm Death are on there and they're white. So, really. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, number two is Spine Shank. Yes. Uh, when I first heard Spine Chang, believe it or not, was on the uh, video game from, uh, it was a demo from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yes, from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 for the PS2. And it was a snowboarding game, and that's when I first heard Spine Chang. And I was like, dude, I like this band. So, I collected all of their albums from Roadrunner, and my song, uh, starting off, is a fallback and that's from the self-destructive pattern album from 2003 my favorite album is fallback i love that one also from that album smothered really like that one and of course if whoever knows horror like we do and everyone else has seen or heard this song i'm sorry who has seen Freddy vs. Jason, and has heard this song, Beginning of the End. They play in the beginning. Awesome song, by the way. It is. And I remember I bought, and this is, fun, this is funny, this is 2003. I saw the album at FYE at South Park Mall. I bought it, and I was listening to it. And I bought the album before I bought the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. And I was like, oh, it's on there. Okay, I mean, it's a great song. And then they played it in the intro, and I'm like, ah, oh, I see what you did there. But yes, I bought the album. I was a hipster, like, too. I listened to the song before they use it in the movie. That was me, because I had the album, and yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's a great song, like I said, if you heard it. Yes, it's that's Spine Shank. And my number one favorite, and like I mentioned earlier, it was a demo on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and it's New Disease. If anybody that's heard it. And that one is on the Height of Callousness album. Uh, New Disease. If anybody's heard it, it's a great song. This is the song I liked back in 2001, 2002. I really got into it. It was, And I believe it or not, I found the CD at Walmart. Yes. Back in 2002, I... 20 years ago, I found it at Walmart. And to me, it remains my favorite song, and I always listen to it. And my number one favorite band from Roadrunner. Drumroll, please. Is El Nino. And no, it is not Spanish for the Nino. Get off my ass on that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, again, uh, when I first heard this band, I was uh, like, okay. Um, honestly, I thought these dudes were white until I heard El Nino, and I'm like, I and I'm like, dude, these are these are Spanish. Hell yeah, representation. So my uh, so I'm gonna start with my number four song and. Of course, uh, this one, it's, and knowing that I, I have it, it's uh, the number four song is called Nothing's Clear. So I got to explain to this real quick. Uh, I have a soundtrack from Roadrunner. 
and it was from a movie from uh from like from the year 2000 i think 20 22 years ago 20 um 21 years ago 2000 2001 it's called faust uh love for the damned and that one is an all roadrunner um uh, album it has t- uh, t- uh what is it typo negative it has fear factory sepultura cold chamber soul fly spine shank deicide brujeria and uh and it had uh, el nino and the song is nothing's clear and i was listening to it and i noticed that when i bought the album revolution revolution it's different so in the soundtrack uh nothing's clear the lyric says you know nothing's clear analyze what i do and on the album revolution revolution it says nothing's clear analyze what i fear so it's so there's different it's it there's like the the soundtrack version and then the album version which it's it's a difference and you know and it is a big deal because it's like yeah, and i have it like i said we're just a bunch of music fanatics that's why i i have it and now when i really got into the song and it's really nice i i prefer the album version better than the soundtrack version if that makes sense another one that i liked is uh from the one nation underground album it's called a uh, corazon of mine and that one I I like that one even though it's on the best of El Nino uh compilation but I just like the part where he says you know preciosa y tan mentirosa I just love that part I don't know why but yes I I don't know why I I just love that part and it's you know and I always sing it you know preciosa y tan mentirosa it's you know I I love it it's I don't know why I just love that part of the song so oh and get ready for this one richard of course again freddy versus jason how can i live yes that's my second uh, choice of a song yeah. from the end credits the end credits but but it's the it's the spanish version richard Oh, yes. Yeah, there's two versions. There's two versions. There's the English version and the Spanish version. And in the music video, they combined the the English version and then the part where it says, you know, do you think of me, you know, um, you know, uh, do you always dream about me? Uh, They they combined it with the Spanish version. And and that's something that's like, okay, but I prefer this uh, Spanish version. I've memorized the the all the lyrics to that song to the spanish version i listen to the spanish version more than i do the english version to me it sounds so like i don't know call me crazy but it sounds romantic to me uh yeah like the like the uh like i know what like the english version it's more like okay like yeah it's freddy versus jason it's you know they're gonna rip each other apart you know like you know, I brought you back to life and this is how you repay me. You know, how can I live without you? Because you, you know, I brought you back to life. I need to bring fear back to the children of Springwood and all that. And, you know, it made perfect sense. But in the Spanish version, it sounds a little bit more, like I said, more romantic to me for some reason. I don't know why. And it's something that I would like to sing to somebody like that, you know, 
and it's very nice the music video too the music oh i love the girl from the music video she's wow and yes and and like i said the music video too it's it's very nice you know i love that you know they has a lot of the latin infusion in that you know in the in their music and also in the music video as well you know the congas the uh you know everything the guitars spanish guitars uh, that's what i love about this band you know like i'm all about la cultura you know here in san antonio and this band is actually from new jersey but still you know it's you know, it's a band that I really look up to, you know, honestly. And my number one favorite song from El Nino, and this is from the One Nation Underground album. It's called De La Vida. And the reason why I like that one, it's because I just love the melody of that song. It's, you know, it, it really does, you know, I have a lot of good memories of that song uh, growing up, you know, uh, Believe it or not, this album was released back in 2005, but I didn't buy it until 2007. And for me, like listening to it in the summer of 2007, just that one song, De La Vida, it just, it just made my whole summer like just complete. Like just listening to that song is, it was just awesome. I love it in so many ways. Um, if you want me to repeat it again, it's called De La Vida and it's from the One Nation Underground album from 2005. Uh, check it out if you see what I'm talking about and like I said I can't get enough of that song I always you know I listen to it every now and then you know just just because you know I really do like it and and of course those are my top five and just to recap mine is Stone Sour, Typo Negative, Brujeria, Spine Shank, and El Nino. So now I'm going to hand the mic over to Richard. So Richard what is yours? Okay, for mine is an all industrial metal genre. Okay. Alrighty. Burning number four, um, band that is also is from White Zombie, and uh, number four song is I'm Your Boogeyman from the Crow City of Angels soundtrack. And a fun fact that if you do hear it, you do hear the sampling of Halloween 1978. Yes, that too. And, um, and so of course, this, this was the, the song that was being played during the, the movie sequence. Uh, Ash Corbin coming out of the the burning building like that and then it starts playing that song pretty cool song by the way it is yeah and uh, of course you know and even the, the movie itself you know it's very underrated and and obviously it, it, it's basically one of those uh one of those bad sequels you know from the crows the crow franchise because you know i really uh i like the crow uh, i like i've always liked the original crow and part of the reasons why, because um, also the wrestler Sting was using that also back in the WCW. That's where he got his look. Also, uh, from uh, May Rest in Peace from Scott Hall mentioned, why don't you go uh, dress as the, as the crew? And then he did. So, yeah. 
That is awesome. And if you're new to this channel, we do talk about wrestling too. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, my number three favorite is Thunderkiss 65. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From the Brian Chucky soundtrack and Supernatural. <laughs> Season 4, episode 14. Great song. That is. Also, it was featured on Wild Hogs briefly. Oh, yeah. Again, 2007. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um... And then also... Um, a number two favorite is More Human Than Human mm. from Twisted Metal 2012, the video game, which I still have. Excellent game. Very underrated. As well as um, from the, the Cable Guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was also played in the, in the Cable Guy as well. Yes. And then, the number one favorite of them all. Wait for it. Drum roll, please. The one. Oh. From Escape from L.A. soundtrack. Good song. Yes. And this was the song that, that was played in the end credits. Yes, excellent song. It is. I and, and there's also a music video of that too, by the way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, excellent song. Very well. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And then to the next one. So the next one is Power Man 5000. The brother of Rob Zombie. Yep. Spider One. Yep. And now this one. Uh, so my number four favorite song is Nobody's Real. Mm. End of Day soundtrack. What did you say about end of days? I love Ghostbusters 2. Vigo's my cousin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, that's that's the song. It was, that was from the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's a good... I mean, the movie... We're going to have to talk about that movie in a later date. But really, yes, it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, that movie is something else, you know. It's 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 a really odd take, you know, from Arnold Schwarzenegger's career, going on to a horror type, you know, genre or movie like that. Didn't fit. And it took it to the whole new level. <laughs> yeah. And um, yes, and I did see the movie review for it on um, Hack the Movies. That if it wasn't, if it didn't do the whole like. 
you know, Devil in New York storyline. It would have been good as just like an action movie. I kind of feel like, yeah, it, it did feel like two movies in one. Like two storylines in one movie. I kind of feel like they could have did like the action or Arnold Schwarzenegger movie instead of the whole Devil in New York deal. And Even I agree. The villain too, it seemed like they kind of like copied the the villain, the T one thousand from Terminator Two Judgment Day. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Like you know, it was just weird how how they did that. Exactly. But we see it was the devil, you know, minus the you know the the cyborg or liquid metal. For reals, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and that that is a that is a weird movie, you know, but. You know, obviously, it did have a really good soundtrack. You know, hands down, yes. It seems like every bad movie always has a good soundtrack. I know, like this, this soundtrack had like Corn, Limp Biscuit, uh, Rob Zombie as well. Eminem is even on the soundtrack. That's and Guns N' Roses. However, I did see Thor, Love and Thunder, and yes, spoiler, they play a bunch of Guns N' Roses songs. So anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, the next one, number three, is... You're gonna like this one. Alright. When Worlds Collide. Yes! You know where this is from, right? The Little Nicky soundtrack. And SmackDown versus Raw. Video game. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. From 2004, yeah. <laughs> I know, and uh, and also it's from uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Yeah. Yep, it is. It is. I like that song, too. I mean, there's... Uh, another another buddy of mine too. Yeah, she likes she likes this one too. We're actually listening to it in her car like last year, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you like this song!" And it was like, "Oh my, yeah." So we're like, we're all into it. So yeah. Yes. She's yeah. a rock. Yeah, she's a rocker, so she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then uh, number two. Then this one is a very unexpected one, by the way. <laughs> Tonight, the stars revolt. Oh, classic! Yeah, this one is from Blade Two. Bonus edition track. Ah, nice. And I believe this was a track that didn't make the cuts. I believe. No, no, it didn't because we because me and you have the soundtracks for Blade Two, and yeah, yeah there is a bonus track, but it's not that one. Yeah. Because I, I even looked it up and then I and then I, I looked up the song and I realized hey wait a and it and it does say on Blade Two I was like really but it's like it's one of those tracks that don't really make make it to the soundtrack it's kind of like an uh kind of like an example of book uh the movie Book of Shadows Blair Witch Two the soundtrack yes there was even some tr- some tracks that were missing from that yeah yeah because uh, there was some that was uh it was missing one from rob zombie ozzy osbourne yeah and but, uh, and it does have a what is it like uh, on the soundtrack it does have it does feature marilyn manson but it's not disposable teens 
it's um, suicide is painless. Yeah. But that's what I'm like, dude. Uh, like it's disposable too. teens. Yeah. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. And so uh, this, one, this one is kind of like up, up there too. Yeah, and uh, just another fun fact from Blair Witch Two, they were actually going to play Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft. Believe it yeah. or not. And then all of a sudden they switched it to Disposable Teens by Marilyn Manson to attract, you know, the younger audience as well, you know. Yeah, the 20 year olds, because back back then, you know, back in the early 2000s, um, the early 2000s, you know, it was a, it was a very... Uh, best, uh, best time ever. <laughs> like... Um, like a hot genre of, uh, you know, like uh, MTV, because MTV was hot back in the day, and then music was extremely hot. It was like the, like, metal and then new metal, because, like I mentioned, you know, I love mentioning, you know, there was, you know, Slipknot, Korn, Limp Bizkit, Marilyn Manson, uh, the new resurgence of Rob Zombie, and then, you know, you also had, like, you know, Crazy Town, then, you know, uh, what is it, uh, it was just it was just so much a uh, system of a down too was like coming up as well so uh really it was just like it was hot like in the the, the metal new metal rock genre back in 2000 you know because it was the new millennium and and of course you know oh and of course uh, uh deftones as well you know it, it was it was a lot richard it was, it was a lot back then that's why you know the music that made us, you know, 22 years later, yeah. you know, yes. That's, that's the music that made us, yes. And that's something we, we will still and always talk about to this day. Oh, um, yes. For 20 years back. Where 2002 was basically like, you know, it was like the end factor right there. I mean, like, it was a, a big deal, a huge year for, for music, metal music like that. Oh yeah, yes. And now get to uh, okay. So now number one, you're gonna like this one too. All right. Bombshell. Oh yeah. From the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack, and the Dudley Boys theme song. From 2003, I'm like, okay, this is different. I mean, it fit perfectly well with the Dudley Boys, to be honest with you. Yeah, really Yeah, because uh, Bubba Ray Dudley does the Bubba Bomb, so... And then the 3D, so it kind of fits. Yeah. Especially with the, you know, the firework, too, when it goes... Oh, yeah, the... Yes. Like that, yeah. And uh, I just want to throw in my honorable mention. Uh, I'm sorry, Richard. I know this is yours, but uh, when you mentioned about uh, SmackDown versus Raw, uh, back yeah. from 2004, there was a song that I liked from Power Man 5000, and it was called "The Way It Is." Oh yeah, yeah. That, but that's mine. You know, that's my pick. I mean, I'm sorry to like cross into yours, but I just wanted to throw that out there because when you mentioned that one, I said, "Yeah, there's a song that I liked from." from that game and it was called The Way It Is from Power Man 5000 because they did the soundtrack you know the music yeah. to uh, to that game back in 2004 for the PlayStation 2 yeah because I remember uh, you know we, we played it uh, back in the day back at school yes uh, it was uh, in Christmas uh, 
2004. 2004, and then we, yeah, when we were playing it, um, it was playing that song too during the the options uh, screen. Yes. Yeah. It played a lot of great songs too, by the way. That game. That's when music was music. It's like Stranger Things 4. This is music! Uh, or with JR, I mean, uh, excuse me, what Jared Keen Lauder says, This is music, JR! This is music! <laughs> yeah. Mine was better at Stranger Things. No, it's kidding. Let's <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and now, let's see. Oh, okay. Now my next uh, one, next favorite band. Now this one, this is the one that got me into industrial metal. This one is Rammstein from Germany. Ah, we have our German listeners, so yes. Yeah. And, uh... So then, uh, number four, favorite song. This is the the most popular one of them all. Duhas. Mm, oh, yes. From, from the Matrix soundtrack. Honestly, back 20 years ago, that to me was like the most heaviest song ever. In my opinion, back, you know, when I started listening to it. Yes. And I did have the Matrix soundtrack when I was... 11 so yes yeah and uh yeah and that was like the that was like the start of the 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 um yeah part of the genre like that yeah and uh my number four favorite also is mine Hans Brent hmm from Hellboy to the Golden Army trailer. Wow, I could have it's never figured that. It's awesome. The way it sounds, yes. Have you ever heard this song, by the way, Jose? I was trying to figure, yeah, because I was like, I, like, I was just saying right now, I was like, I would have never guessed. You know, I was like, dude, like, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, because this is, this is from the... The uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, because I remember I I I heard the song playing uh, when the the trailer was playing as well. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. It's like wow, what a cool song, you know, for a trailer like that. And uh, you know, it was kind of like. It was kind of like a year before um, Watch Watchmen. Remember they played the uh, Smashing Pumpkins. The beginning is the end. It's the beginning. Yes, from the Batman and Robin soundtrack, and we're gonna discuss the soundtrack, not the movie. Yes, but <laughs> yes, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like like this one too that they, they played. They used this song in the trailer like that. Yeah, and it's really really something because this was one of the few times they use songs like this and playing and trailers like this because as I said earlier of the, the year 2000s the early 2000s it was you know it was uh, 
a hot genre from music that they use and movie soundtracks and, and then uh, movie trailers as well. And then every time, whenever they, they, they show uh, like a, in a commercial, like the album or the soundtrack like that in stores now. Oh, yes. And be Sam Goody like that. Yeah, I always love that. And going back to what we talked about last, uh, last in the previous episode, that yes, I do agree. Like just to get you hyped up, because if it makes sense, you know, it'll sound good, and yet it will, you know, you have a good marketing strategy right there. But what Uwe Ball did is the exact opposite. Like, okay, I'm gonna pick a song, and you know, to go with this trailer, and it's like. No, you're missing the concept. Like, why did you play DMX, uh, Party Up to House of the Dead, and then you played uh, I Stand Alone with Alone in the Dark? It doesn't make sense. You have to pick a song that makes sense with the movie. Yeah, exactly. But he just did the complete opposite because he figured, well, all movie movie traders are doing that nowadays. And, of course, that's going to get, you know, people interested in seeing it. But this was no exception. Exactly. Yes. And it still didn't work. It you didn't. know, to market it that way. On on Uwe Ball's uh, movies, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to pick a song and just put it in the trailer just because I'm like, no, it has to be, you know, to me, the perfect example would be uh, The Punisher from 2004, where The Punisher had two songs. One was Broken by Seether. Without Amy Lee, I'm just throwing it out there. Without it's it's the original version oh, yeah. of Broken with by Seether, and it, and it went well with it. You know, when you listen to the song, it's like, oh damn, you know, yes. And then they played Stain, so far away, and it, you know when you listen to those songs when they play in the trailers and when you actually listen to the song, it's like it makes a lot of sense. You're like, oh damn, I'm like yeah. Because in the comics, you know, the Punisher's family gets murdered, and yet he wants to take revenge. And when you hear these songs, you know, when they play in the trailer, you know, like Seether's Broken and Staying So Far Away, it makes a lot of sense. And you kind of sympathize and, you know, be familiarized with the character, you know. And that's, you know, in a comic book movie standpoint as well. Even with Thor uh, Love and Thunder, like I just mentioned, they played uh, Sweet Child of Mine by... um, uh, Guns and Roses. Okay, I'm thinking, why are you playing that song? Because I know in Thor Ragnarok they played Led Zeppelin's uh, immigrant song, which it does make a lot of sense because a lot of people had to evacuate uh, Asgard because it was going to be destroyed. So all of those the Asgardians are now immigrants because they had to move away from uh, from Asgard because it was going to be destroyed. But and look where that got him because it makes so much sense. And then with Sweet Child of Mine, spoilers if you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder, it makes sense in the ending why they played Sweet Child of Mine. There's it's you know, it makes so much sense, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Right, I'm sorry, I was like, yeah, I'm done, I'm, I'm done, <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Okay, then my number two favorite is Four Fry mm. from Triple X soundtrack. Oh yes, yes, love and that one. The cool thing about this, I am Groot. 
this was um this was the opening concert scene in the the club at the club scene where Ramstein was performing. Once again, another excellent song. Yes. It is. I am grouped. Yeah, and it was it was definitely a, a cool opener like that. Yeah. To start off like that and then and it shows the triple X like that, you know, and then the song starts kicking in like that. Yeah. I am Groot. Van <laughs> uh, Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, number one, favorite, Engel. I am Groot. Okay, yes. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Groot. Oh my gosh, yes. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to say, but yes, please say it. From the Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Movies suck, but the soundtrack is just so awesome. And the end credits. Now this one, uh, back in the day when I, when I had the VHS, <clears throat> knowing that the movie was so bad, but you know what I, you know what I used to do? I used to fast forward all the way to the end credits. Just to listen to the songs only, <laughs> believe it or not. I used to use that like a soundtrack. Just something to listen to. And that was way back, way before I start, started buying um, <clears throat> like music and then uh, movie soundtracks like that. And that, with that song, that, that was one of the songs I used to listen to. Yeah, back in the day. I used to listen to that song and the other ones, oh, you know, all the time like that. I would just, you know, fast forward all the way, you know, to the ending like that, just to play it from the end credits like that. And I'm always rocking with that. Yeah. Especially with that song, too. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's that right there. And, um... Okay, now we're getting to the next, the next one. Then now the next one is a, a favorite is Static X. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yes. And uh, number four favorite song is "A Stiggle Undead" from the Dracula 2000 soundtrack. Oh, I love that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that soundtrack, right? Yes, the reason why I remember is because... Uh, I just gotta say real quick. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, they liked Linkin Park back then, but the song they featured on the soundtrack is Pushing Me Away. I love that song. It's I like it better than Crawling and... Whatever the hell the other, uh, whatever the hell. Well, oh, what was it? Uh, in the end, yeah. The, all the all, all that songs from the high from the Wait high. Minute, was that uh, Valentine soundtrack, by the way? Was it or was it Dracula two thousand? I think I think I you're referring to Valentine the soundtrack because I remember they played a song that's uh, pushing me away from Linkin Park. 
Oh. Yeah, it is. Okay, okay, already. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. sorry to correct you on that. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. But either way, um, I just gotta say, Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory album, I like all the songs except for Crawling and In the End, and those are the songs that are getting the radio play. And I'm like, you got the two worst songs that I hate, and everybody likes it. And I'm like, dude, you had Pushing Me Away, you had Points of Authority, you even had One Step Closer. What's the matter with you? You played crawling yeah. and in the end, like those songs to me, they suck. <laughs> Proceed, Richard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because that was that was uh yeah they used that song at, in the ending of uh, yeah the end credits by the way. Yeah. But you know the movie, it is what it is. You know it's bad as as well, obviously. <laughs> like I said, you know bad movies were great soundtracks, good soundtracks, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, but obviously this was, this was you know, take it from uh, May Recipes, also uh, Wes Craven. You know, who made the movie Dracula 2000, which is why it has that screen vibe, by the way. Oh, yes. You know, and plus it does have a few actors uh, coming back from, uh, yeah, back in, you know, Street 2. Yeah. And it did feature, uh, you know, in, in Dracula 2000, it had, uh, again, oh, no, never mind. Uh, it had Gerard Butler as the main Dracula. Also, uh, Jennifer Esposito, who I, I like, uh, you know, I really like Jennifer Esposito, uh, a, sing, a pop star known as Vitamin C. Yeah, that's right. We outdated ourselves. Shut up. But <laughs> uh, also Omar Epps and a very young before that before he was Hyde on that '70s show is uh, yeah Hyde from that '70s show. He's he's in the movie and I hate to say it, but he dies in that movie in towards the beginning. So that, oh, yeah. that sucked. Yeah, that really did suck. But yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. I mean, that's you know having Gerard Butler as Dracula. I mean, dude, that's damn. Uh, what can I say? Uh, especially his brides, by the way. That's Jennifer Esposito. I I like Jennifer Esposito. Yes. And Jerry Ryan as well. Oh, how could I forget? Yes. Damn. <laughs> and and pop star Vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so then um, continue on. And my next one, the number three uh, favorite also is Permanence from Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 6, Episode 1. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool song, by the way. Sweet. Yes, and uh, and then my next one. This one will definitely will surprise you. By the way, uh, number um, two, yeah, so far is Lunatic. Oh yes, yes, uh huh. From Punisher Warzone soundtrack. And funny, we just talked about, well, I just mentioned the Punisher, and yes, uh, 
Love that sound. I love the Punisher soundtrack. That yes. is that was like when Mar. That was post. Uh, th- this was like the when uh, Marvel was bought by Disney, and that's when Punisher Warzone the movie was uh, under the Marvel Knights label. That was more mature, and as and it's it's a shame too that they never kept up with the Marvel Knights. There's only like two movies that came out, and that was. Punisher Warzone and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And yeah. uh, Punisher Warzone, that had a great soundtrack. It had Rob Zombie, Slipknot, Slayer. Uh, of course, we just said Static X. Uh, it, I mean, and plus some other bands too that were all, uh, of course, Seether as well. Uh, Rise Against. There's, uh, it, it's, it was a, it's a great soundtrack for 2008 standards. Yeah, which is, once again, it was rare at the time because around 2002, 20 years back, that's when the whole, you know, genre kind of died off when it comes to the movie soundtracks or albums. Yeah. You know, and it started slowly fading fading away, but then it started picking up uh, again, you know, from, you know, 2003, 2004, 5, 6, 7, and then 8. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I definitely miss. I definitely miss those years. By the way, you know, where yeah, it's like so. When music back then was the shit. <laughs> it was. That's where it's like, dude. Like uh, if you yeah. heard it, nowadays it's like you could just find any soundtrack. Like I said, with Stranger Things. Well, let me. Well, I'll I'll give my piece, my grievance, at 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 the end. But yeah, uh, continue. Uh, but yes, uh, continue on, Richard. Yes, I. But like I said, uh, I agree. Yeah. Okay. And now, oh, okay, now the next one, number one, this is definitely my favorite song from this, by the way, and it's Cold Radio Mix, a.k.a. Deep Freeze Mix. Oh. Queen of the Damn Soundtrack. Uh, Awesome song, by the way. Everybody will agree with you on that, yes. Absolutely, yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, because I remember I sent you the, the video to that. Indeed you did. Yeah, excellent song. Yeah. This is the one that really kicked off, like, uh, really got me into Static X. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and, uh, Another uh, and another video, another honorable mention to uh, Static X with uh, the only on the Need for Speed Underground soundtrack from two thousand three. Oh yeah, that's my personal favorite one. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, and then right and now again to the main one. Your number one. My favorite band of all time. What is Fear it? Factory. No way! Indeed it is. <laughs> that... Fear Factory, oh my god, that's... Shit. I have a lot to say, but please go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And this one, okay, my number four. One favorite song. And I'm sure this is a long forgotten song, by the way. 
but this one's called Terminate. No, I've from heard... the Terminator Dawn of Fate game. Game, and also it's on the uh, Hate Files compilation album because it's a very rare album, and it's an album that I do have. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, yeah, this was this was played in the end credits. Yeah, Richard, yeah. because you're the only one that can pass that game. I'm still in the dark room level on Xbox. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're, you were still stuck on that, right? I'm st- yeah, I'm still stuck, yeah. and I don't think I'm gonna ever go back to that. I'm like, dude, how can you? I always get killed by those damn T800s, man. Seriously. Uh, yeah, the dark room. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like a, <clears throat> that sequence. It kind of reminded me of the scene from uh, the movie called Equilibrium. Oh, with yes. Bell. It was just like that, too, by the way. Yeah. It was just like that. You know, when he was doing the shootout inside the building like that, and then it was pitch black and dark like that, and he started firing <laughs> like that, and he started seeing the guys flying like that you like that it's crazy yeah but uh yeah this right yeah this will stand for a great game by the way and this what's really what's really awesome and cool about this is that this was kind of um the music itself it was kind of like composed by Fear Factory, by the way. Yes, it was. Yeah. Like, any, uh, every level you go to, it starts playing like an instrumental uh, music, but it's taken straight from the band itself. And th- and that's that's why it's it's, kind of, it's basically one of my, uh, I would say my, one of my favorite Terminator game of all time because of that, you know, because they use, uh, I mean, the, Fear Factory kind of basically composed the soundtrack to the game. Yes, they did. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, the number three favorite is Shock. Oh, yeah. From Angel Season 2, Episode 10. And also their greatest album of all time, in my opinion, is Obsolete. Yes, indeed. That's basically uh, their second best album. Because the first one, I mean, not their first one, but the one that's like their greatest was a uh, Manufacturer. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite one of all time, by the way. Yes. Favorite album. Trust me, when it's yeah. Roadrunner, I already know. So that's why I already, like, <laughs> I have a Fear Factory collection of Roadrunner uh, from the and, Roadrunner years, yes. And plus, the reason I like it, I like that one is because obviously it does have some Terminator theme, um, you know, that's being played in the one of the songs too, especially HK Hunter Killer. Yes. Which was kind of basically uh, played during the uh, the narration sequence of uh, Sarah Connor, you know, Terminator Two Judgment Day. You know, they live only to save. A new nightmare, the war against machines. You know? Yeah. 
and uh, yeah. I know. It's like hey, your favorite is a, yeah, because D manufactured's a great album, but mine is obsolete. I like that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I like the special edition one. That one, I have that one, you know, and that one's a group. Yeah, that one's a great yeah, one. What I like about that one is also is the the Cars song with Gary Newman. Yes, the cover of Cars. Yes. Cars. Yeah, that's that's a cool, another cool song too. By the way. Yeah. And then my number two favorite is Like the Hand That Bleeds. Ooh. Ah, and credits. Yes, once again, another excellent song. And the cool thing about this is there's two versions, by the way. Two versions of the, the music videos. Uh-huh. Yeah, from the movie song. Yeah, it's sort of like what I talked about with El Nino, right? Like, there's two, but you're talking about the video versions. Mine is the, uh, you know, what I talked about was like the movie soundtrack plus the uh, album version. So yes, uh, we might explaining uh, that one, Richard. Yeah, I believe. Um, okay, with the two versions, there's one that's kind of like a, it showed a little bit more. I think it might be the the version one that showed more, and the other, and then the version two it showed I think gore. I would say. Uh huh. Yeah, like blood and gore. Yeah. It'll be like and, one would be like censored and uncensored, correct? Basically, yeah, it's yeah. like. It's like like that. There's an uncensored one, and then there's a censored uh, one. Yeah, that's why there's there's two uh, versions of those videos. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this was definitely a cool one. Yeah, it was very unique. Um, yeah, at the time for two thousand four. <laughs> right. When the movie, yeah, when the movie first came out. Choo- Man, it sure did. Yeah, dude, it sang me well. Also, yeah, and this is what kicked off the the whole torture uh, genre. Yeah, the movies is like basically like torture porn, technically. Basically, yeah, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. But that franchise, man, it's, yeah, it's twisted, graphic, bloody, gory, you name it. Yeah. And now, finally, number one. Favorite song is Invisible Wounds. Oh. Soldier Mix from the Resident Evil and credits soundtrack as well. I love that one. I, I actually have that on the, uh, well, the uh, the original version from the Digimortal album. Yes. Awesome song, by the way. It is. Yes, especially like when I, <clears throat> you know, 20 years back when I went to see the movie Resident Evil, um, 
when I stayed the, towards the end of the credit, uh, when the credits were rolling, um, their first song they played was Mike Blake, the music remix from Slipknot. Yes. Also another favorite too. My favorite song, by the way, from Slipknot. And then they played uh, Something Told Me from Cold Chamber. Yeah. And then finally, then they played this one. Yeah. Yeah, that was the all Roadrunner lineup when it was you had Slipknot, Cold Chamber, and Fear Factory. Yeah. But yeah. What what can I say other than Fear Factory is like yeah I don't I don't like like it's like I just gotta say like it's like Fear Factory has just done it you know and uh, and another fun fact too is that uh, in the uh, I I know I have to bring this up Richard but in the Terminator uh, Salvation trailer they actually played. Uh, time, uh, the song "Timelessness" by Fear Factory, and what and when you hear "Timelessness," you do hear uh, dialogue from the Terminator. You know, time with the machine becomes or is it, you know, what was sick at heart, you know, you know, and all that. You know, the Kyle Reese, you know, uh, Michael Bean. Uh, you know, you hear the speech, and then you hear the song "Timelessness." It's a very slow song, but it's also featured on the uh, trailer. To Terminator Salvation. I know it's your least favorite movie, but they play it because yeah. Fear Factory and Terminator go hand in hand. You know, 100%. Yeah, because um, yeah, I remember you told me about that one, but uh, it's weird because I, did, I never got to see that, that one that you're talking about. Uh, the trailer, but the only trailer that I've seen uh, with this the song was playing, and it was by uh, Nine Inch Nails. And the song it was called "The Day the World Went Away." Oh, because the one that uh, yeah, because the one that I saw was uh, that they played "Timelessness" by Fear Factory. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, you know who? Like, who would have thought? You know, who would have thunk it?" And that it was that they played it. Yeah. <clears throat> but really, uh, wow, those are some good picks, man. I mean, really, honestly, love love the picks that you you know you you know you picked, uh, especially Fear yeah. Factory being number one. I mean, that was a big honor. You know, shoot. Yeah. And the, and all, and basically all all of these are basically uh, they're they're from uh, they all appeared in uh, movies soundtracks TV shows and games yeah and as for mine uh, mine some of them did appear in movie soundtracks and in movies uh, now do mention two games as well. And yes, and this was kind of like the uh, the topic for the day, where it's like you know the you know the songs that made you know back when it was me and Josh you know back in our high school days, and also with me and you Richard back in our um, junior high high school days, where like they would just insert any song from any band to hype up either the movie game. 
or TV show, and yet it would get you hyped for it. But like I said, it had to make sense. You know, you just can't pick, well, okay, what's a hot song? Uh, you know, play it. And then you have it. I was like, no, you know, it's... No. Like, it has to make sense. You know, yeah. it, it really it really does. You know, you yeah, just... Like the one you mentioned earlier was uh, El Nino, How Can I Live? That would make perfect sense for Freddie Versus Jason. Yes, it did, because... Uh, for that one, it's like, yeah, like, hey, I brought you back to life and, you know, like, how can I live, you know, how can I live without you? It's like, yeah, because you're the one that brought me back to life. You're the one that, you know, now I have to, you know, finish what I started. And then they played, uh, and of course, another one, too, that they played, uh, uh, of, of course, my apologies, but this is the name of the song. And it's called Slavery by Spineshank. And they only played the instrumental. And that song, uh, it does say, you know, like, you know, it does say, you know, like, I reject, you know, knowing you and all this and that. And that's when it's the big fight scene, you know, where they're at Camp Crystal Lake. So really, when you have, when you listen to the songs, you have to, like, really, uh, truly, like, it has to make sense. Like I mentioned, you know, with Uwe Ball, uh... He just picked whatever was, uh, you know, like, okay, I'm going to play DMX, party up, you know, you're going to make me lose my mind up in here. And I'm like, you know what? No, it doesn't make sense. Like, that movie was just so bad. You had to make, you know, like, really, it just hurt the movie as well. And then another one, too, um, another Uwe Ball movie, too, like Alone in the Dark, like with I Stand Alone. That's from the Scorpion King soundtrack. And that song made sense. For the movie, The Scorpion King, then when they played yeah. it for Alone in the Dark, three years later, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, what? Well, like, what is this? Like, why? Why? Like, hearing the song twice, but a different movie. Exactly. Like, it'll make it makes yeah. sense. Like years later, but it has to be related. You know, like, like you know, like I mentioned, you know, with the Punisher, it had Seether's broken and then stains. Uh, so far away it makes a lot of sense you know to set the tone for the movie you know and really it's you know you really have to set the tone for the movie you had to like market the movie as well uh and everything you know same uh, thing uh, also uh staying from the so far away right from the, the punisher yes it's not on the soundtrack but it really does set the mood it really does set the tone for the movie yeah. And I remember the first time I heard that one was uh, WWE when they retired, uh, when Mick Foley uh, retired, when they retired the Hardcore Championship. You know, it was just a highlight of just Mick Foley, you know. And to me, like I said, it set the tone and I already, and I bought the album too, 14 Shades of Grey, back in 2003. And then, you know, a couple of months later, 2004, the Punisher trailer comes out. And they played so far away, and I said, you know what? This song is so like, so powerful that really, uh, it, I, I couldn't like, you know, I couldn't ask for a better trailer, you know, a song for it, because this one really did nail it. It really did. Yeah. But yes, and you know, music is very, you know, it, it's it's powerful, you know, like. Sh- and with this, you know, and then um, I just got to say, like, real quick, uh, 
watching Stranger Things. Yeah. Um. Listen. Me, Josh, Richard, everybody, like, who really, we like Metallica, right? Absolutely. Okay, they played ma- uh, that, what's his ass, played Master of Puppets. Okay, Josh told me what the meaning of that song is. And I I know I, I forgot, but... I'll give you a hint. The song Master of Puppets involves cocaine. Okay? It has it has something it's a reference and it has something it's a metaphor for cocaine. That's what Josh told me. Master of Puppets is a reference to cocaine. When it says obey your master, it's a cocaine addiction. Right, and I'm just saying like yeah, who's going to listen to us knowing that no I'm wrong because it's where they put the demi bats and all that I said no look it up it really does because it's like if you want I mean I I you know because people are like oh well you know we have like new Metallica fans now uh James Hatefield is like yeah like he welcomes the new fans but I'm like no bad idea there are songs that you're gonna like these snowflakes are gonna be offended by you know, and once they know the meaning of Master of Puppets, like I just brought up, they're going to be like, they're going to lose their, their heads will explode, you know, you're going to, you know, oh my gosh, you know, why, you know, honestly, uh, you know, it's like, don't please just like, if you're going to listen to Metallica, you have to take each song do not be offended by it. If you want to get into it, if you want to get into Metallica, there's a warning. These songs are made for, you know, the, you know, they're not for the weak at heart, basically. These songs are for, like, for diehard rockers and, you know, metal, you know, metal guys like, you know, me, you, Josh, you know, you know, every, you know, whoever, you started listening to Metallica before the year, before this year, you know, and everything and really i just gotta say that you know when you're watching stranger things you know it's like oh yeah we like metallica now like yeah bad idea Uh, (laughs) i was like well and what do you think about that richard like honestly what what do you think about that i know you don't watch stranger things but just hearing me say it like what do you think uh, yes i know i have to put you on the spot right now but just like the best of your knowledge like what do you think like let me ask you this like you know just to you know, like, okay, what do you think about these Stranger Things fans getting into Metallica? Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? Not, not really. I mean, it's I know it's kind of like a nitpicking type type situation. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. But it, it's just something that they they added to the show. Yes. You know, and after all, it does it does take place in the eighties. Yeah. Obviously, Metallica was hot in the eighties with the, with the rest of the the, the long hair metal bands. Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the reason why is because there's certain songs that we don't you know it's like okay like for people that are gonna get into Metallica, there's gonna like I said there's certain songs. 
that they may find offensive. Like I said, this is not for the weak at heart, you know. Especially the first one, kill them all. You know, seek and destroy the four horsemen. You know, no remorse. That's what I'm worried about. Like, oh, they made this album, you know, like... Yeah, we like don't say we didn't warn you. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah, yeah because uh, yeah, man. yeah, because we we listen to those songs, and uh, you know, it's not really it's not really like uh, offensive. Yeah, we because we're not songs. because like, we're not wusses. That's why we don't we don't want to complain about it. But I know that there's going to be like, oh, well, they did this song. Like, yeah, they did Master of Puppets and, and they did, they made these other songs that we don't like. And I'm like, I mean, I mean even Sting even used the song Seek and Destroy, the live version song back in WCW. Yes, that's a good one. And that, and that is an excellent song, by the way. It yeah. is. And, and I know that, you know, the lead singer, you know, James, uh, he, you know, he said that he welcomes, you know, the new fans. He welcomes them. But I'm like, you know, God bless them. But the thing is, is that there's there's always somebody that's going to freaking complain. There's always like, oh, uh, he did the, you know, Metallica did a Kill em All album. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, if you, I mean, I actually like that one. I like Ride the Lightning because of For Whom the Bell Tolls. The first yeah. album that I bought from Metallica was Saint Anger back in 2003, and yeah, and the one I also like is Fade to Black. Oh, right. from the from the Black album. Okay, that we do recommend. I yeah. mean, that one is great. We do recommend the Black album. And of course, my favorite is uh, Nothing Else Matters. Oh, dude, seriously. Also, just to mention, the song also appeared in the. Season finale of Supernatural, season 13. Yeah, the most recent one, right? Yeah, from from few years back. Yeah. And uh, also, like, uh, even WWE, like, uh, 2017, they featured the song Am I Savage. And, dude, it, like I said, it went perfect with the Seth Rollins Triple H match, Am I Savage. And just hearing it, just hearing the lyrics, I'm like, dude... They really oh, nailed it. And then Undertaker, by the way, when he came when he came back as the biker Undertaker, he played a new song from Metallica. From uh, uh From the Hardwired you know, album? Uh, what's that? From the Hardwired album, right? Yeah, the one he went to face AJ Styles and that, that Boneyard match. And what song would that be? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, you don't know? Okay, neither do I. I'm going to judge you. But yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot, but yeah, he played, he played a song uh, from Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, when I was watching wrestling, Undertaker came out as the American badass, and then he became yeah. Big Evil Red Devil Undertaker. Okay? I have to say this to you so people can understand. Just like I'm saying, you know, I hate to, you know, you know, think, okay, we're, you know, but yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, there's like, like I said, you know, I just like, honestly, like, I'm not really like staying people like, oh, don't listen to Metallica. No, I'm like, dude, I mean, if you want to get into Metallica, you know, great, but just don't complain when you hear something that, you know, you hear a song from them like, oh, well, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I was like, okay, 
fine. Just don't alert the media. Don't go on TikTok. Don't go on Twitter saying, oh, I like Metallica because of Stranger Things. Now I don't like them because I heard a song from a certain album. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to prevent. Yeah, this is kind of like a get woke GoPro situation. Here we go, right? Exactly. It's like, oh, we like Master of Puppets because, you know, uh, Eddie Munson from, you know, he played uh, Master of Puppets and, you know, he's you know, he's mastering the Demi Bats and everything. I'm like, yeah, but do you really want to know what that song is about? Like I just mentioned, you know, I really did. Like I said, you know, it's it's about, you know, it's about cocaine. That's what it is, you know. Yeah. That you know, that's where like you know people will be shocked when you know people are gonna say no, it's not, it's the demi bass, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. This is you know, yeah. you know, this is 1986, dude. Like, were you or like, dude, like we were like born three years after the album that Metallica came out in 1988 was and Justice for All and oh badass album. I love one. It's oh my god, yeah. Oh yes. And that one, yes, of hell yeah. You know, it was like yeah. Uh. And justice for all. So, uh, really, that's the album that you know. Yeah, like you know, it's thirty-four years of it because we're actually, thir- you know, we're, you know, Richard, you're thirty-four, I'm thirty-three. So, uh, honestly, that's why I'm saying, you know, like yeah, Metallica's been around, you know, since the '80s, you know, everything and and everything, and we have like a lot to say. I think me and you and Josh, we should just do a Metallica all Metallica episode just just because. Uh, we could talk about this, but I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there as my final thought. I know it's a long thought, but I just wanted to throw that out there since we're talking about music and everything, like how well music kind of transitions. And, of course, they played Kate Bush running up that hill. And I'm like, okay, you know, uh, like it, it's a perfect marketing campaign where it's like you have Stranger Things and you're playing songs from the 80s. And you're kind of like revitalizing it over Spotify and whatever streaming services you may have. And uh, really, that's just the way it is now. But there is some, you know, like me and, you know, possibly you, Richard, and, you know, another, you know, we, we collect the physical copies, you know. We, we collect physical copies and, and, and vinyl. I actually, you know, I'm collecting vinyls now. So albums, yeah, albums, by the albums way. yes, albums. Okay, that's yeah. what Walmart is selling. Albums. We all learned. We all learned it from our parents, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what you... they were known back in their generation was albums. Now in our our generation is vinyls. <laughs> is vinyls? Yes. We still call them albums anyway. You know. Yeah, or records. I say I, I call records. them records as well. Yeah, yeah. Records. records, albums, vinyls, vinyls. Yep. What, what the hell? If you want, that, if you, you know, want to say, if you the linoleum that he used on the on the floor, yeah, that's a vinyl. That yeah, that's vinyl or yeah. But if they you change the name because it sounds too old, too old school, too old fashioned for the new generation. Obviously, they gotta change names and to confuse the old generation. This is a messed up generation. <laughs> totally. Me, me and Josh, we talk about this a lot where it's like, it's a messed up generation. That's why we talk about paranormal stories just so we can, you know, whoever's listening, you know, and of course we secretly thrash all the, like, the ones that don't have a brain stems like we're doing right now. Like, I'm just, like, like I said, I'm just saying, you know, like, I mean, Metallica's very, you know, like I said, going back, 
you know, they've made songs that are not for the weak at heart. They may come off as offensive. So please do not boycott. It's like, oh, you just heard them because of Stranger Things, you know, made them popular again. Like, no, Metallica's been around and you're just like now like waking up to this because of Stranger Things. The next generation, by the way. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're just discovering this. I just got to say, I, I just, and I'm just going to say this again. Like, okay, if you discover the movie Roger Rabbit, please do not, for the for the love of God, do not. Because there's a lot of things, too, in that movie that, yeah, it's, again, like, oh, my gosh, they did this. And it's like, oh, my gosh, they did this. I'm like, dude, seriously, that's what, I mean, that, shoot. Honestly, there's like, and that's like the one movie that like, I always find something with that movie. Like, yeah, just please don't. And I know it's on Disney yeah. Plus and I'm surprised Magical, they haven't gone after it. Yeah, like, and mystical. Yeah. I was like, just please enjoy it. Don't nitpick every damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Just enjoy it. Like, hey, if you're going to just listen to Metallica, just do it. Don't complain. If you are, then it's not for you. Go back listening to Justin Bieber or Katy Perry, whatever the hell you listen to. Um, but all in all, like, it's just, it just ir- irks and irritates me that, you know, they, you know, Metallica's made albums, they made songs, and nobody said a damn thing. Now I'm afraid they are going to say something because, like, they're just discovering this because of Stranger Things. And this is why I'm like, no, 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 just please. You know, do not boycott or cancel Metallica because you listen to one song that you did not like because you heard one song that you do like. Yes. And all of a sudden, you just want to cause a chain reaction. Like, yeah, one idiot says, oh, I don't like this song. Then a whole bunch of other idiots are all in agreement. And it's like, well, why can't these songs be just like Master of Puppets? Like I mentioned, if you knew what the meaning of that song was... You're not going to like that either. So, honestly, if you want to listen to something offensive, I'll get on my next guest. (laughs) And trust me, your heads will, trust me, heads will explode. Um, You know, maybe later on in a couple of weeks or so. But honestly, just uh like i said you know that i mean it's a hell of a final thought that i have but it's something i need to say something i need to address you know music related like i said do not go after metallica that's like saying and that my friend is a shoot and if you don't know then you know you don't know thank you thank you yes and I'm and I'm so sorry, Richard. My apologies. But uh, do you have anything else to say? You know, anything else to add? You know, or your final thought? Um, all I got, all I got to say is um, thank you all for listening, and be excellent to each other. And strange. Yeah. And strange things are happening. Party on, dudes and dudettes. Yeah, party on, dudes. And, of course, this is San Antonio, so strange things are happening on a foot at the Circle K. Because, yeah, we do have Circle K here in San Antonio. So there's always some pretty annoying shit that happens at the Circle Ks here in San Antonio. But, yes, uh, that's a good one. Uh, that's that's a good one, Richard. Yes, that that's a good one. And, of course, I just got to send off 
with thank you for listening uh we'll be back with our paranormal episodes and we'll do some more uh episodes as well with richard you know josh so maybe some special guests uh you know will come and last but certainly not least metallica rules thanks everyone for listening